0: Just looking forward to the game. It's going to be a very, very difficult challenge. They're one of the top teams in France. I think the Champions League quality. So we we have to play very, very strongly. We can't
1: control if people from the outside want to raise the bar and raise expectation and, and talk well. We need to just focus on our job in hand, and that's to win as many football matches as we can, and give it our best shot. Best shot.
2: The Goal Radio
1: Football Show.
3: With Paul Cooney, Davy Proven, Darren O'D and Ali DeFoy. Have your say. Call 0808 08 17 17
4: 700. Let's go! Hi everyone,
5: good evening. Paul Cooney and the gang here. And another big European night, Davy Proven. These are the ones you look forward to. Oh, one, one to savour, Paul. Old firm, back to back in Europe. Doesn't get any better. Ali... The lineup tonight and the timings.
3: Yes, plenty going on, of course, over in France. Lille take on Celtic at the earlier time of 5.55 and at Ibrox, Rangers are taking on Les Poznan at 8 o'clock.
4: Right, so that's coming up. It's going to be quite a couple of hours coming up. You can call us 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials.
3: At go Football show or Drop us a text 87474 and put Go at the start.
4: So you've already heard from Davy Proven, the former Kilmarnock, Celtic, Scotland star and Sky Sports Legend you are now, Davy. <laughs> With us here on Go Radio, you're delighted we're here. And we've got an Irish international star, former Celtic, Dundee, and too many clubs to mention. And I'll tell you, he's got the Celtic lineup already. Good evening, welcome back. Darren O'Day.
6: Thanks very much. Yes, it's uh, Scott Payne and goal. Looks like a back four of Jeremy Frimpong, Duffy, Eyer and Laxalt. Scott Brown, Callum McGregor playing in front of them. Olivian and Cham in the kind of number 10 position, Christy and Elionusi off the sides with Ayeti through the middle.
4: Massive night for Celtic. You're still the under 18 coach while well, you're with the club. You only retired last year and it's been quite a week, but they'll be really looking forward to getting back on. And, uh, you know, the draw they got on Sunday would be a great result tonight, wouldn't it?
6: Yeah, I think so. I think Lille will be a really good outfit, so it'll be a difficult game for Celtic. But, um, and obviously, off the back of a few disappointing results, I think uh, they'll be looking to have a really big performance.
4: And for Rangers, 15 in a row unbeaten, Davey, going yeah, for 16 tonight.
5: Yeah, and I think you would fancy them. You know, I, I think Lech, Poznan, arguably the weakest side in the group. And at home tonight, Stephen Gerrard would expect to win that one.
4: We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard in a moment or two. And from Neil Lennon, it's been quite a week. We want to hear from you, 08,08, Davy, 08, 17, 17, 700 Davey, where do you stand on the, uh, you know, you're very much in the media now as well, the furore around Neil Lennon. Is it fair? Has it been unfair?
5: I think it's uh, it goes with the turf, Paul, and I'm just surprised that Neil has reacted the way he has. You know, I, I think he should have let a, a lot of it go over his head. He's uh, the manager of Celtic. He's got a lot on his hands, without taking on the media, and he, you know, he chose to. He chose to have a pop out Gary Breen, Charlie Nicholas, now it's Chris Commons. You know, he's, he's got to get on with the job in hand and that's winning football games.
4: We're going to hear from Rob McLean. Rob will be commentating tonight on BT Sport on Rangers against Lech Poznan and what a run runners we mentioned there on. And what about Celtic and Leo will keep you right up to date. That match starts at 5.55, so you'll hear it here. You've heard the Celtic team will go over it in a moment or two. Let's hear from Neil Lennon, who's been speaking today ahead of the big match. And uh, what about the harmony then in the squad after all, all the speculation and all the noise before the game
0: Unity's good in the team and the atmosphere has pleased me even in a, in a difficult time and a difficult time away from the training ground and you know with the restrictions they have on them you know they, they seem to be in a you know, pretty confident and light-hearted mood at the minute which is great and what about the confidence in the mood in well, the I don't sports? see any sort of um, problem with their confidence you know a few of them are probably struggling with a little bit of form you know, the group as a whole, you know, we're getting you know players back who have touched on earlier with Odson coming back and they're thinking near, in you know, Ram coming back, Albie, you know, he's over his injury issues, Griff making a contribution there as well. So we're starting to look a lot stronger again and we're going to need those players as we go forward. Davey?
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm... that that will have been in the same movie, Paul. You know, we, we've all been there where we've lost a, a few games in a row at Celtic and I, that's... You know, hysteria is written into your contract It's Celtic. Criticism, pressure. Um, so they, they've they've really just got to deal with it, and the only way out of it is to start getting some decent results.
4: What do you think of the lineup tonight, then, Darren? You gave it there, and you gave us how Celtic will line up. Uh, no, Eduard, and he did speak about. We're going to hear him talking about Eduard and Griffiths. But uh, what do you feel about the lineup tonight?
6: I believe that's the lineup that played, obviously, Bar Scott Bain the second half of the AC Milan game, yep. where you've seen a, a really kind of strong performance in the second half after going two 0 down the first half. So I think obviously at the weekend he's he's rested a couple of players, and I think that's now what he considers probably his strongest eleven available.
4: Scott Brown back in from the start.
5: Yeah, I mean it's, it's a game where Celtic will want to hold the ball um, as much as possible, and Scott Brown in that regard is you know is the first name in the team so it'd Just be interesting to see where El Yunusi plays, Darren whether he. He plays as a, you know, a striker alongside a Yeti, or whether he plays off the left. Charlie Christie obviously is, is going to play as a number ten. Um, yep. You would expect. Yep. But uh, it'll be interesting to see the, the shape of the Celtic team from midfield forward.
4: Yep. Ryan Christie is so important for Celtic to have him on song, um, and it was such a pity to lose him just the other week after the international.
6: Yeah, he's, he's a fantastic player. He's yeah. a fantastic player. He's got real energy. He's enthusiastic, which I know that should be a given for any footballer yeah. at that level, but he's infectious when you watch him and he's technically excellent. I think all three of them are interchangeable. I think Elianusi can play... Off the front, Christie. But I think you'll probably see both of them starting in wider positions and drifting into the pitch. Uh, in Sham, maybe the one that'll start more centrally. Um, but all really good technical players, as Davey said, in, in these games you're going to need to look after the ball. If you give it away and turn it over, you will get punished. So I think Neil Lennon's gone with a team that, that certainly can look
4: after. It. For Pong, it's been a tough few weeks for him. He did well at the start of the season, but yeah. the, the Rangers game was a tough one for him, wasn't I, it? I
5: think, uh, and I'm not meaning this as a criticism, but I think he's got to mix it up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I think people are wising up that he he wants to go on the outside every time and they're they're showing him into traffic now. They're deliberately showing him onto his left foot Uh, and I I think he's probably going to have to try and find a little bit more uh, variation in his game.
4: Because he's also infectious, he's energetic but it's maybe that guile that he needs to change things.
5: Yeah, and and I think I'm seeing
6: slight improvements in him. Listen, he's he's a brilliant kid. You need to remember the age of him Um, and I know he came from Man City but he didn't come from Man City's first team. He came as a kid he broke in last year, took everyone by storm. He was he was I think he I don't know, Celtic's young player of the year was he probably it. Yes. Um but I don't think you realise how draining mentally it is to play every three games and then and then on top of all this the criticism that's coming Celtic's way this is a young kid that's done fantastically well, absolutely has loads of development left in him. Um, but I think at the minute, these games every three days, is tough, tough going for a young man, man let alone the, the the
4: more senior ones. And you take the Celtic under-18s, I think you're enjoying it very much, Darren.
6: Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and this example I, is probably what I preach to them a lot. This is a club, or say a club, a team that have won the last 11 domestic trophies available, yet have lost two games and it's a full-blown crisis. Yeah. And as Davy said, this is the norm at Celtic. This is the way it is. You have to live with it. You have think, to live with it.
5: I think particularly this season, Dan, you know, I, I think previously, any other season Peter Lowell could have uh, sat tight and just ignored the noise. This this is, is no ordinary season. The, the ten in a row thing is blowing everything else out of the water. And I include I think I include the European arena in that as well. I mm. think I think some Celtic supporters would take ten in a row before they would take a Champions League one. Mm. I really believe that. That's how important it is to them.
6: Yeah, I think I think the point, point to make about that is that noise you're talking about is external. Is external. And I agree the Celtic fans and, and external noise does make a difference, but it's so so important then in-house there's a calmness and there's an understanding and Celtic are probably I don't know with all cup competitions and European competitions 40 games away from actually achieving the things they want to achieve so you have to see things in the moment I I found Callum McGregor's interview after the Aberdeen game brilliant Mm. I watched it as a fan I felt the emotions a fan would feel you think it's another point drop and he came out and said this could be a big point at the end of the season there has to be perspective there will be zero perspective from the outside and I get every bit of the hysteria but it's ultimately down to the, the squad that they have, that they have a calmness about them.
4: How much are you missing it? Because you only stopped playing, what, last year? Absolutely.
6: Yeah. Don't miss it in the slightest. You don't? No, no, no. no. That's why I retired at 32. Seriously? No, yeah, yeah not in the slightest. Yeah. I don't miss playing at all. I loved my career. I was very fortunate um, to have as good a career with yeah. my level of ability. I worked hard for it, but... My body is very happy that
7: I'm
4: packed. <laughs> well, we asked Davy last week, who has uh, some of the biggest names that he are the best players he played against, and he came up with Beckenbauer and Cruyff. So tonight we'll ask you to have a think oh, about no, it. I yeah?
6: don't. <laughs> and also, can't name a, them two and ask you uh, uh, to uh, name a better
4: one. And uh, given that Halloween's around the corner, uh, then the kids are all saying, "Let's ask that the scariest player you were up against." So have a think about that too, Davy. Yeah, Ali and I are interested. Is it? On, well, on
5: you go? Yeah. Oh, Dougie Rugby, without a oh, the Aberdeen yeah. left back, who was about six feet five. He, he had teeth like a, a <laughs> row condemned tenements. And, and uh, just a really scary figure. And he spent most of his career kicking lumps out of me. And I remember getting a chance down um, in a game at Pataudry. And it was one of these ones where the ball broke and I was just going to arrive just a little bit later. Yeah. And it was my chance to get him back yeah. for all these years where he was giving me it tight. And I felt my back two studs going right through his shin guards into his shin. And I thought, that's him, he's going to be stretched off. There wasn't an expression on his face, he just got up... (laughs) Dusted his shorts <laughs> down, yeah. and as if nothing had happened. Uh-huh. I thought, oh, and I'm, later that day, <laughs> I'm a here. but you're still
4: here to tell the tale. Still he was here. Darren Alice was you know big Doogie, Alex Ferguson days, and he played uh, many many games. He gave big Derek a hard time as well, didn't he? he it, to, vice he versa. he used to come yeah. out
5: when Aberdeen played Celtic at Celtic Park, yeah. and you remember the old jungle. Yeah. And Doogie Rugby would do his warm up right in front of the jungle, almost on the track, to deliberately <laughs> you know almost oh, say to the Celtic fans you know, them up I'm yep. here and you're not going to frighten take me. that he did the
4: same at Ibrox because there was a you know a to and fro with uh, Derek Johnson as well around about that time and uh, there was yeah I was going to say no love lost but I mean off the field normally it was okay but uh, yeah they love to come to Rangers come to Celtic so the scariest player later in the programme we'll find well, out from you. Darren Adee we're going to hear from Rob soon who is at Rangers it's obviously early for that because it's an 8 o'clock kickoff. Celtic are just uh, what 40 minutes away from kickoff. some other news coming in tonight remember you can call in 0808 17, 17 700 and Ali some news coming in on uh, St Mirren
3: yeah unfortunately St Mirren have been accused by the SPFL of breaching Covid-19 regulations. In the build-up to the postponed matches against Motherwell and Hamilton Ackies. so uh, the Scottish Premier Club have said that they will dis- uh, defend this robustly.
4: There's so much on the go, isn't it? Comanik as well, Davy. We're, we're waiting to hear about your old club. Well, that's, yeah. that's
5: nearly a month yeah. since that game was postponed, and you wonder what the SPFL how they're spending their time. And you know, how how do they prove that there has been a breach of uh, of protocol? I mean, any of these players can go home and, and catch this virus off their kids or their wife or. Catch it in a shop. It'd be very difficult to, to you know, to say that a, a player has deliberately broken the regulations and, and brought it into the club. Very difficult, Darren, isn't it? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm,
6: I follow a lot of these protocols. I'm, I'm not sure. Obviously, these. I'm not, our team isn't a testing team, so it's a little bit different. But I think it's. You're absolutely right. You can catch the virus anywhere. I think it's down to the protocols the club have. They're not necessarily maybe pinning that on them if that makes sense. That someone catches the virus, but it might be that they've they've investigated and and found that certain procedures that they've said yeah. you must follow haven't been followed basically and um, because there's certain stuff we have to do that um that has to be adhered to but it's very very tough because I, I your your livelihoods on the line doing it. Yes, it's brand new. It's brand new. This is it, it's. There's no experience. There's nothing to fall back on, um, and your instincts are to, to act normal. So it's. It, I I feel for clubs. I do. It's it's very very difficult.
3: Is it quite hard to understand the regulations, or is it very clear what what's set out, or is there some you know sometimes when you read the jargon and you think I don't even understand what that means or is it very clear is it obvious uh, no, yeah. if you've broken it
6: yeah no no it's very clear we, I'm, listen I'll give an example like we, we're not in dressing rooms for instance so we just come onto the pitch but there's we have to wash down equipment before and after training um, even simple things like where the players put their water bottles are, are all socially distanced once the players are actually in training is the most relaxed you are as a coach yeah. as long as the coaches are socially distant the players can just train um, I think it'll be the surrounding bits that cause you problems, and it's an inconvenience, but. If it means us playing football, I think we just need to we need to get up to speed quickly.
4: It's all changed, isn't it? I was dropping off um, my grandson last night at football training and the parents and grandparents not allowed near it. You know, you drop them off, yeah. they have to go in. Good on the coaches, they're the social distancing. And it's great when you see the kids then can actually play football again, the boys and the girls, desperate to do it. Because we're trying to get some kind of normality, Davey, aren't the, we? The, yeah. the
5: real worry for me is that the SPFL panic and start awarding clubs 3-0 defeats. Mm. That... that then turns the league I think into a farce and I, I hope they can avoid that and I heard Brian Rice say look if we've got to play four or five times a week we have to do it and I agree with that mm-hmm. the, the league has to be won on the pitch has to, everything has to be settled on the pitch starting to, to award 3-0 victories to clubs is, is nonsense Go Radio
4: Football Show you can call Davey Proven and Darren a day Ali and I are here till 7 and what a night tonight Celtic playing at 5-6 to six, the kick-off we're looking forward to that There. in Lille it's going to be tough we'll give you the Lille team very shortly and we're going to join Rob McLean shortly what a goal he saw last week and we'll talk about that the Kemar Roof goal uh, Rangers winning 2-0 last week what's going to happen tonight Rangers very much the favourites uh, Stephen Gerrard talking about this great unbeaten run
1: look we just take each game as it comes uh, we want the run to last as long as possible um, I don't think it's realistic to expect us to go and win every game but um, you know we're, we're playing well we're in a good level confidence is high Beliefs high and it's about moving on from um, a positive win uh, at the weekend against Livingston and, and facing this challenge in isolation it'll be a tough game uh, but a game we're certainly looking forward to and it's coming at a good time because of the place we're in
4: He's keeping his feet in the
5: ground Davey Yeah I mean his European record is, is remarkable uh, and you know I think that's one of the reasons why Stephen Gerrard would have been scratching his head. You know, when they come back from the winter break last year, they lose at Kilmarnock, they lose at Tynecastle. Castle. Um, and when you consider some of the European grounds that they've gone to and got a result, that is the big mystery for me. You know, you know how they how they, they collapsed at the business end of last season.
4: Well, we ever know, but uh, that's history. It's what's going to happen. Consistency is what they missed, Darren, but at the moment they're displaying it as we come to the end of October.
6: They are, They're... They're very impressive out of possession, um, and mm-hmm. I think these European games, albeit tonight, they, they maybe have to take the game to Lech Poznan a little bit more. But they're suited to they've be very difficult to play against, and then they're technically very good as well. Um, listen, their their European record is it's, it's very very good. Um, I'm not sure how much uh, how much attention they pay to to a record because they're it's a it's across multiple campaigns, but. Um, Certainly, since Steven Gerrard's come in, they've they've done very very well in Europe.
4: He was also asked about you know the criticism of Neil Lennon with uh, all those trophies at Celtic, but you're you know a couple of games away potentially from this kind of furore. And Steven Gerrard addressed the issue.
1: Well, I don't think you'd have to be a rocket scientist to work it out. There, you know, whoever's in the best form, you seem to get a bit more peace uh, in terms of the scrutiny in the media uh, and the questions that are fired at you. You know, you get a couple of indifferent results, and, and that certainly changes very, very quickly. And, and the heat comes in a different direction. That's what myself and Neil, or myself and Brendan prior to Neil, have to live with. That's the job we're in. Uh, that's never going to change. I'm sure it's been the same for many, many years, and it will be in, in the future.
5: Stephen Gerrard will be delighted Neil Lennon's getting it in the neck because if it wasn't Neil Lennon, it would be Stephen Gerrard. That's just the way it is in this city. And you know, Stephen Stephen Gerrard, more or less said, look, it, it comes with the territory. It could be me next week, and he's 100% right.
4: Yeah, second's nothing, isn't it? You know, the, this season, of all seasons, then you have to come first, or or you could be in trouble. It's the Go Radio Football Show, 0808 08, 17, 17, 700 Your call's coming in, we're going to take them shortly. Uh, more from Stephen Gerrard shortly, more from Neil Lennon. Rob McLean will give us the Rangers team soon. And, uh, yep, more from you after this.
1: The Goal Radio Football Show. Let's
2: go.
4: Half an hour away from the kickoff, just half an hour to go. Celtic kicking off in Leo. We're looking forward to this one. The Celtic lineup, Bain, Duffy, Brown, the captain's back. Ayeti, Christie, and Cham, Elionussi, Frimpong, Ayer, and McGregor and Lachalt. On the bench, Barkas, Taylor, Biton, Griffiths, Kamala, Soro, Turnbull, Rogic, Edouard is on the bench. Henderson, Welsh and Karamoko Dembele. So that's uh, the bench now as well for Celtic. And Darren, you reckon this is how they'll line up?
6: Yeah, I believe they'll go Bain and Gould. The back four of Frimpong. Um, Duffy, Ayer and Laxalt. Scott Brown and Callum McGregor in front of that. Christie off the right. Eliannussi off the left. Olivier and Champlain off Ayeti through the middle.
4: Davey, what do you make of it? Edouard, good to see him at yeah. least back you know, on the bench. Well,
5: yeah. it's, it's a good, solid Celtic side. Um, it, and I do think that Celtic are more suited to playing away in Europe these days than at home. That might, might sound daft, but I think Celtic are a good counter-attacking side. The one thing that disappoints me tonight is the lack of pace up front. I thought he might have gambled on Lee Griffiths just to stretch the game. Mm-hmm. In the absence of Edouard, who clearly isn't ready to start, just a lack of pace, but I'm sure we'll see Griffiths at some stage. Yeah. A Yeti, uh, he's got a decent record, but he's just
4: you should think he's not quite got the match fitness yet. Would that be fair?
5: Um, I mean, I, Neil Lerring keeps telling us that he's still trying to get him up to speed, so I think you have to take the manager's word. I, I do think he's the type of player who you don't notice in a game until he scores. I think he's that kind of pen, penalty box predator, if you like. Um, but his numbers in Switzerland were, were terrific, and he's, he's done OK, actually, here in terms of, of scoring.
4: So on the bench, we mentioned Edouard Griffiths there as well. So the manager was speaking about uh, the French striker.
0: Uh, It's great to have him back. You know, it's been um, difficult for him, you know, and a frustrating little period for him as well. Um, So we're all delighted. And we're just hoping, you know, he gets back to the form that he showed last season. You know what a player he is and what he's capable of. He hasn't really had the opportunity to play with some of the new guys, you know, the likes of Albion you know, on a regular basis and, you know, get a partnership going or an understanding there. So, you know, he may start or he may not start tomorrow. It's just great to have him back and, and ready to play at some capacity. Let's go on the lines then. Anton, a Celtic fan, is on. Anton, good evening.
2: Hi, how's it going?
4: Uh, good, thanks. You?
2: I'm good. How are you feeling about tonight? Um, confident. I think we're having Edouard and stuff back on the bench and Griffiths on the bench. We've got players that can come on and change our game.
4: Yep What did you come on to
2: say? Um, I just want like This is like, uh, Davy and stuff like that yep. I think um, Like the pundits Like ex-Celtic And ex-Rangers players When Celtic or Rangers Go through A, a little bad spell They just jump on it Aye And it's just Like they just Batter the teams Instead of trying to Find positive things To say They just can Batter them Constantly um, Like you look at Celtic have what Lost one Drew two uh, Drew three now It isn't really that bad. It's the start of the season. Things can change. Rangers are going through a good spell like they've done last season. But they'll still hit that bad spell as well. Will they get slaughtered the same as what Celtic have got slaughtered now? It's just to see what the guys think about it.
5: David Provin. Well, listen, I can't speak for uh, former Rangers players. Um, But certainly as a former Celtic player, I will be critical of the club. I will be critical of the players if I, if I think it's deserved. I think you have to hold people to account. I got it in the neck when I was playing. It's part of life at Celtic. And what would we'll say to Anton, I, I do accept that Celtic have lost very few games this season, but they lost the two that mattered. Ferencvaros Varis was huge in terms of finance for the club and they didn't just lose to Rangers at home. They, they were a very poor second best that day and I, I think that's why Celtic are, are being criticised just now and it goes with the turf, I'm afraid. Anton?
2: Um, I agree with you on the Rangers game because it wasn't good enough. But when you look at the players that were missing and what had happened with COVID and stuff like that up towards the game, you kind of can understand the team's a bit broken and stuff. But some of the comments, like Chris Boyd, he 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 loves it. He loves slaughtering and Celtic. And then when you see Chris Coleman doing the same, these guys had bad spells when they were both at the likes of Rangers and the likes of Celtic. You would just think that you would think you would think that in the back of your head, but, but oh,
5: well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Anton, you know the, the bottom line. See, if you can't take criticism, don't go anywhere near either Old Firm club. That's the bottom line. As a player or a manager, Davy, the step either, up, either. yeah, either. of course, yeah. yeah
4: it's, it's, what was uh, it like going from command to Celtic? What was the difference apart from obviously there was sixty thousand rather than well, that, that is the yeah.
5: difference yeah. that you're you're yeah. playing in front of sixty thousand and and you're representing a hell of a lot more um, so you, 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 have to, you have to be able to cope with the heat go, it's so easy when you're playing well it, it, there's nothing better than when you're playing well in front of big crowds and it's all going your way when, when you're not playing well, when you're not getting results that's when you're tested that's a, that's a test of your character and that's that's why you see a lot of people melt at Celtic they can't handle the pressure yeah.
4: Darren you know Neil Lennon really well and uh, people say he's at his best when his back's against the wall which it has been the last couple of weeks
6: look Neil Lennon's been at the club I don't I need to get the calculator out he's been at the club for borderline two decades yeah. so he knows well what what, what this patch is he, he will have perspective he'll be calm the group will be calm I get Anton's point that what Anton is saying is what the Celtic dressing room would be saying is stay calm, find our way through this, stick together, all the right things. But the, the reality is playing for Celtic, the hysteria is always going to be there. It's not certain pundits, it's every pundit, it's every fan, there is always hysteria. So I don't think this is unique. These aren't unique times. These are normal times. Celtic have won the last 11 domestic trophies, as I've said. They've lost two games and it's crisis. That's par for the course playing for Celtic.
4: And Neil knows that, Anton. Would you agree?
2: Well that's it. that's what I'm that's what I'm kinda of trying to get at. Yeah, you well, you're getting a, a perspective on it. Yeah. Yeah, we've lost a couple. we've lost we've lost against Rangers, we've through a few games. It isn't I'd, me as a fan, I'd ask it as a crisis. I just see it as we're going through a teething process, just now uh, blending in the new players. See, once it comes together, Celtic will just barter teams like they've done before. We well, you not, not see any yeah,
4: were you not concerned though that the way the manner that they lost to Rangers?
2: Yeah I was but also I look at the bigger picture you're missing all in nine players mm-hmm. who would probably start the game.
6: Yeah Anton just to be clear the bigger picture in Glasgow very rarely gets <laughs> looked at so <laughs> no, so that's the problem but I get your point.
4: <laughs> okay Anton what do you think tonight then? What uh, kind of result we, obviously you'd like a win what do you think is going to happen tonight in Lille?
2: listening Lesney look at wrong Leela, Leela are cracking side. They've got cracking okay. players. Um, obviously, you want to go over there and win. Um, me personally, I think if Celtic go play the way they can, they'll get the win. But the performance, for me, is bigger. Is a is a bigger picture
7: because mm-hmm.
2: the defending on the defending against Darvall is pretty shocking. To be fair,
5: mm-hmm. <laughs> Anton, I think you're 100 percent right. I think Celtic need to find a performance. Because I don't think we've seen Celtic firing in all cylinders at all this season. You might want to disagree with me. I think they've got, to, they've got to catch fire. And this might be the night, who knows? But they have to find something that so far this season has eluded them.
2: Yeah, I agree. The only time I, I, watched, I watched them it was the second half against AC Milan and I thought, that's, that's us, that's us at that our best. But then, obviously, when you're chasing the game... Sometimes you're going to lose a goal on the counter, but I thought for that second half, had the best week so far this season.
4: And for Sunday, just before you go, are you confident uh, that you'll win against Aberdeen?
2: Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. I think if if Celtic hadn't made the mistakes, if Nitcham hadn't gave away such a soft penalty, in Duffy, had put it for a throw in or a corner. Celtic would have. Selig would have. They looked comfortable up until the first penalty. Mm-hmm. That's a problem.
4: All right, Anton, listen, thanks very much for joining the Go Radio football show. Speak to you again. Thank
7: you.
2: Cheers,
4: Anton calling in there, a Celtic fan. So Rangers in action at eight tonight. Let's join Rob McLean at Ibrox. He's doing it on uh, BT Sport. We can't guarantee a K-Mar Roof uh, goal from 55 (laughs) yards, but we'll do our best. Rob, good evening.
8: Hi, Paul. Yeah, he's, a bit, he's under a bit of pressure if he steps off the bench tonight, isn't
4: he? <laughs> no, follow that one. Well, uh, you know, you heard Anton on there putting the case for Celtic. Uh, European nights, everyone surely wants the Scottish teams to do well. What about Rangers on this amazing unbeaten run?
8: Yeah, sure thing. You're spot on there, Paul. Uh, and look at what we learned yesterday, of course, that, that- Scotland is going to have five places in Europe, two in the Champions League qualifiers next season, one in the new competition as well. So, I mean, that underlines uh, the success of Rangers and Celtic in recent seasons and what that's achieved. But the fact that it has to continue, you you have to keep on doing it because uh, these calculations are made all the way along the line. So it, it really benefits everybody if these two are doing well. But, I mean, we're going from the Celtic game to the Rangers game. And it's a completely different script, isn't it? Davy's saying they're rightly so. Celtic have to, to find a level tonight they haven't reached so far this season. Uh, they're they're against really top opposition in Lille. As for Rangers, it's a case of just maintaining momentum, isn't it? It's a case of continuing to do what they're doing. They, they've won the last four games 2-0. Uh, and you wouldn't get too much of an objection, I think, to making that five in a row tonight in terms of uh, 2-0 victories against a team who are currently mid-table in the Polish League. But Steven Gerrard won't be reading too much into that. He will be thinking instead about a team who, over uh, last season's campaign, finished second, finished only three points behind Legia Warsaw. But, but this is all about Rangers tonight. If, if they can keep focus, and that's, that F word is one that Steven Gerrard is using a lot at the moment, if they can uh, keep that focus um, I would expect them to, to get another six, another three points on the board in, in the group tonight. Uh, and, and, Davey, it's crucial, isn't it, going into a double header against Benfica?
5: Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that Benfica would be the biggest threat in the group. Um, obviously, Rangers want to finish top two, Rob. Um, but, you know, even in terms of, of, of finance, you know, we, we've had a look at Celtic's finances this week, and they're scary. You know, the, the money that Celtic are burning. The Rangers will be in exactly the same movie. And you're bound to say to yourself that had Steven Gerrard not been so successful in Europe, you, you wonder what kind of picture Rangers would be looking at financially. It would be disastrous, you know, had it not been for, for Steven Gerrard winning the types of games that, you know, dare I say that they weren't expected to win.
8: Yeah, absolutely. And Rangers are, are investing big money at the moment, aren't they? Um... I mean, we had a a Celtic caller on the show the other day. I know you were talking about it earlier on, saying you can forget the League Cup and the Scottish Cup. You can forget Europe as well. It's all about winning the title this season. And and yeah, I get that. I get that obsession with with 10 in a row for Celtic. And on the other side of the coin, um, Rangers would prefer not to to refer to it as stopping uh, Celtic. They they would like to refer to it as winning the title uh, from their own point of view. But Europe matters so much, Davy, doesn't it? I mean, you know, finances, as you say, it's about prestige as well. It's about raising your reputation. We get so caught up in what's happening uh, within our borders uh, that sometimes we forget to look outside and and think about the way we're perceived uh, abroad. But, I mean, Stephen Gerrard's record... Uh, Darren, I mean, it's, he's, he's lost five out of 35. Now, a lot of those are qualifiers because Rangers, uh, three seasons in a row, have had to go through the marathon of qualification. But, but sometimes these are really awkward games to get through as well against opposition you've, you've never heard of before. And, and what's great for him, I guess, is the progression, isn't it? Got into the group first season, didn't make it through, qualified for the knockout stages this uh, last season. And, and this time around, and, and I think they've got every chance, haven't they,
5: of going one better? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a generational thing as well. That uh, unfortunately, I'm old enough to remember a night when the old firm played in European semi-finals on the same evening in Glasgow. Um, Rangers were playing Bayern Munich, Celtic, Inter Milan, and that was the standard at the time. You know, you know, both clubs were heavyweights in European football. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm, I'm not saying that they're ever going to return to that stage, but. We need them to carve out a profile again for Scotland. Darren, we need
4: these coefficients going up. It's great we've got two places in Champions League, the qualifiers next year, but the other tournaments as well for the Aberdeens and Motherwolves and Hibs or whoever comes up, it's really important the Scottish clubs go further.
6: Yeah, well, the the squads I was involved in, I think three titles that we won twice was... Twice, yeah, twice we Mm -hmm. automatically went into the Champions League. Even them, you're talking about decades past... Only when I was involved, you were qualifying automatically and going straight into the group stages. Um, so absolutely, for Scotland, for the clubs, the coefficient going up is enormous. Now, you're never going to get either side of the coin cheering each other on. That's never going to happen. But the reality is they both need each other to do well because we're talking about the, the tricky ties that Stephen Gerrard's faced and, and obviously Celtic have gone out in a tie with the coefficient going up. Hopefully it gets to a point where they're they're going back to the days of qualifying automatically.
4: Mm. Rob, uh, no injury worries that we haven't heard about for Rangers. I mean, he's got such a. I know they've had their injuries, and we heard Barry Ferguson on Monday night saying that. Hey, wait a minute, Rangers have, have had loads of injuries, but the, the, he knows how to play the system. He does so well in Europe. Any inkling just now? You're at Ibrox. Are you inside yet? You're allowed in at this time.
8: No, I'm not in yeah. yet, Paul. But uh, but but we'll be soon. Uh, I'll make a make a change from commentating in the back of a caravan as I was doing <laughs> last, last week. In no a car week, park. Uh, Far from Liège uh, and far from any sort of glamorous location. That was what I was doing. I will be inside the ground tonight. I don't think Rangers team-wise uh, will be very much different from what they were last Thursday night, to be honest. Question in central defence, will it be Holander, will it be Balogun? Okay. Um, the, the, the benefit for Philip Helander is that he came through the Swedish international age groups, uh, with uh, Mikel Ishak, who scored the two goals for Lech like, Poznan against Benfica last week. And maybe his know-how and his knowledge of him might give him the nod. Uh, but there won't be too many changes elsewhere. But what a, an embarrassment of riches it is in midfield uh, for Rangers. It was Jack Kamara, our field, last Thursday. But you've got guys like Stephen Davis, his experience and ability, knocking on the door. And you've got Joe Arebo, uh, who's back to fitness, Back in the starting lineup at the weekend, and we remember how he started the season for Rangers. He was on fire, so it's it's a tough choice for Steven Gerrard, but he wouldn't have it any other way.
5: Davy, well, he's in a fortunate position now, been able to rotate, and that is down to the Rangers board backing him um, with every last penny they have. You know, if you consider the old firm game, they, they started without Aribo, Hadji, and Ryan Jack. They have brought another midfielder in since then. They've got four centre-backs they, they can rotate. They've got four strikers they, they can rotate. And they've got good width on the side as well. So, you know, we, we talked about Rangers' collapse last season. I'm not sure they're going to collapse this season. And that's why I think Celtic are going to have to find something and find it pretty quickly to, to retain the title.
4: Darren, it's, uh, they've got a rhythm going, haven't they, Rangers? And uh, they'll be looking forward to this tonight with Lech Pozzinan.
6: Yeah, re- Rangers are so, so predictable now. You know exactly what they're going to do. You know exactly how they're going to set up and with predictability becomes consistency on the positive side to it the players know their roles the messages going into every meeting is the exact same over and over again and that's a credit to them that people know now what they're going to face and still can't stop them so they are in an absolute rhythm Davies touched on it there players are coming in, coming out and they're still performing to a very high level so the whole squad is working well it's ultimately up to the teams now if, you, if you're if you facing range you know exactly what you're coming up against so it's it's up to teams now to find a way to stop them
5: Everyone expecting Rangers win tonight, Davy? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, after the, the last result, it would be hugely disappointing were they to slip up tonight.
4: Darren?
6: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd imagine they'd, they'd get a, a positive result. Yeah, probably a win.
4: And Rob, a scoreline and uh, who are your scorers? <laughs> no, we'll wait till we hear the team. I'm thinking more of the description of the goal. <laughs>
8: I would imagine 2 nils is going to be a popular bet tonight, bearing, bearing in mind what's happened in the, in the last few weeks. And I reckon Alfredo Morelos might get back in among the goals. He got 6-6 six six in the group games last season. Uh, he hasn't scored in his last half dozen. I think he might be back with a bang tonight.
4: And Rob, you'll be back in the studio tomorrow night. We'll hear from you in the next hour when you have the teams. That would be great before you go on BT Sport. And Lille against Celtic. We're only actually just over 10 minutes away from kickoff. What do you reckon for the Scottish champions tonight?
8: Um, I think Celtic will be uh, happy to get anything out of this game tonight. Um, It comes at a bad time for them. Maybe it's what they need. Uh, Edouard is back on the scene, even though he's on the bench. Uh, They're starting to get players back near beaton as well. Uh, Celtic are up against it, no doubt about it. But it's a good time to produce. Maybe uh, this might be the turning of the corner tonight. But, but they certainly couldn't have it much tougher. All right, I'm going to go for 1 1 uh, in the Celtic game and 2 0 Rangers. Well, you are in
4: good form at the weekend with most of the predictions. Thanks, Rob. We'll speak to you in the next hour.
8: The Ball
1: Radio Football Show. Let's go.
4: So, less than 10 minutes away from kickoff for
0: Celtic, Neil Lennon running the rule over Lille. Lille have been a very good, you know, top of the range French team for a long, long time. I actually did a club visit here you Know a few years ago, um, when they won the French league, had a look around the place, you know, and the stadium was just about to be finished. Um, so I know a lot about the club and the, the culture of the club and what they do at the academy level as well. I think they're a very exciting team, but I think we've got the players that can, you know, cause them a lot of trouble as well. Yep,
4: and he knows all about the group. It was AC Milan, they lost at Celtic Park this time last week.
0: Well, Milano, Champions League quality. Uh, Lille, Champions League quality. You know, Sparta have been Champions League. We've been Champions League. So you got four very strong clubs in the one group. It's a bit like last year, you know, you had Lazio, Ren, Cluj, you know. Rennes were going really well. Lazio were going well. Cluj gives teams plenty of problems. Um, so I think the group is open. I don't think there's a, a clear favourite in the group. Um, much is the same as last season as well. Go Radio Football Show, we'll go
4: back on the lines. Darren, a Celtic fan, has called in. Darren, good evening.
9: Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, good. How are you feeling about tonight? Uh, nah, not as confident as I, as, as I normally would be. Um, nah. Okay. nah, not confident at all.
4: OK, what do you want to say to Darren and to Davey?
9: Uh, I want to know, and Darren will probably know, maybe not want to answer too fully, but how can a team go for winning 11 trophies on the trot? playing the way they are just now with mean, the only noticeable difference being Damien Duff having le- left the, the, that the coaching set up. I mean, was was Duffer a, some sort of coaching god or something? What's happened?
0: Well, the
6: first question is, yeah, Duffer's a coaching god, yeah, because I give him that <laughs> credit. He's a great lad.
4: Was he terrific to work with? Ah, yeah. yeah. No,
6: I didn't work with him, but he's. No. I've played with Damien of in course. the national team. Brilliant yeah. guy and, and clearly a very good coach. But, listen, these players are not robots they will have bad patches they will have injuries they won't feel great you probably look i i did a a study for my younger players and looked at someone like callum mcgregor i think he's averaged over the last i think it's eight seasons or or seven or eight seasons i think it's 55 games a year they can't you can't expect them to or sorry you can expect them as fans to perform every but it's not actually realistic they're going through a tough time Um. And, and the reality is the tough time we're talking about is they've won 11 domestic titles available. They're about to play in a semi-final of a Scottish Cup. They're, I'm not sure the exact points in the table. They're right at the yep. bang bang end, of the top end of the table. The, the kind of catastrophe that we're talking about isn't real. It isn't real. Now, what Davies talked about is they need to, to get to a higher level of performance quickly because obviously Rangers are in a good rhythm at the minute. That is clear. But at the minute, this kind of furore of why they're not performing it happens. It happens in life. These boys aren't robots. And as I said, they've acted like robots for the last number of years because they've just churned out result after result, high performance after high performance. Playing every three days, you're bound to get a lull. And at the minute, they're in a little bit of a lull and they're going to have to find their way out.
4: Darren, that's hard to answer, isn't it? To argue uh- against, but, but well, I'm sure you will. Well,
9: no, delay. No I mean, you look at some of the games in, in the last couple of weeks and the... Uh the body language of the players, you know, I was on a couple of weeks ago and I spoke about when they're coming for throw-ins, there's no movement, there's nobody showing for the ball. You can understand one or two players being off off the boil and like you say, there are no robots, but the whole team is is, is off the boil at the minute. You know, guys like Callum McGregor who who is your your Mr. Reliable, he's not been hitting top form either. You know, there's just, to me, there's got to be something else that's gone on.
5: Davey. Well, I, I don't know what you know, Dan, what are you actually suggesting there when you say that there's something else going on? What do you what do you mean
9: by that? Well, there's got to be something lost in in the team or or in the dressing room. Something's changed. Something has to have changed because every one of them look disinterested. They they just didn't look engaged with with what's going on. They don't seem to know what they're doing. I mean, some of the defending, you know, big uh, uh, Duffy. I don't want to slaughter him too much, but he's an international captain. But he can't clear his lines. He doesn't seem to ken what he's doing. You know, he's he's turning like a a double decker bus on Buchanan Street. It's something that's just laughable.
5: Uh, Well, first of all, uh, I would need to put my hands up when it comes to Shane Duffy. I thought Shane Duffy would stroll it up here, because I had watched a lot of him at Brighton, where he had a terrific partnership with Lewis Dunk, top top defender. He has not done it for Celtic. That's the bottom line, and we have to be honest about that. Um, As far as players being disinterested, uh, Dan. You 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 can't get away with being disinterested at Celtic. You you just yeah. can't get away with it at that club. Trust me. It's it's nothing to do with lack of effort because you don't last two minutes at Celtic unless you're giving every ounce every time. Darren on the line.
9: Yeah yeah. I mean I would understand that, but you know from what I'm seeing, you know they didn't look interested at all on the, the pitch. I don't know if yeah. I mean it's been flying around social media and in papers and things like that that they have not engaged enough during training or whatever. But there's, there's something missing. Well, I'll, give, I'll,
6: I'll give you a tip, Darren. Honestly, see, if you're looking for the answers, don't look on social media. I can guarantee you won't find it there. Anything of, of normal sense, if you like. What I would say to you is if you, if you even just look at the team tonight, You you look at Iyer, I I don't know how many of the the trophies, I'm I'm sure every one of them, the 11 trophies, has Iyer been there? Brown has obviously been longer than that. Bain's been around. Duffy is a diehard Celtic fan that Davies just touched on. Hasn't performed to his highest level, but has had a career so far that you would have thought he would have been a massive addition to the club. Olivier Incham, Christy. These boys have been part of the last 11 domestic trophies they've won. So to say they're not interested... It's nonsense, it's nonsense. Are they performing to the level of a Celtic player and their standards that they've set? No, that's quite clear. But to, to throw in level that they're not interested, it's, it's, it is, I can't say anything other than that's nonsense. These boys have performed for years and years and they're going through a bad time. They're going to need to get out of this moment quickly, as we've touched on, but it's not, as Davey said, for a lack of effort.
9: I understand that, and I, and I, I take no great pleasure in in, in saying the things or or having the conversations with, with with my my dad or or other Celtic fans or whatever about about the way Celtic's playing just now. But you know it's it, it's hellishly frustrating.
2: So what do
4: you think will happen tonight, though? Do you could you see a draw for Celtic?
9: I, I think best case scenario a draw. It's it's the first time in a long time that I've not had Celtic come against them. I just yep. I just didn't want to bet against them.
4: Are they on your coupon for Sunday Scottish Cup? semi-final Aberdeen
9: uh, I'll probably stick, a, stick someone just for that match alone <laughs> but they'll not be, they, they, no be on my, my, my big accumulator I don't
4: Cause, think because Darren we, we want to cheer you up it's the dark nights now you heard the traffic there and Ali's <laughs> telling us things are you know the weather's terrible would you not and, and I know you will do you not think it's time though to give them chance the next few weeks and see I mean there's so many amateur psychologists around social media yep. it's full oh, of some aye. good stuff and some nonsense but ah. they due the respect surely of the next few weeks and, and see if they get back on the rails and start definitely. playing well
9: and, Definitely and I'll back I'll, I'll back them and I'll, I'll sit and I'll be cheering them on the night and if I was at the game you know if we were loud fans yep. we'll be, 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 i will be yep. at the home games but ah, it's, it, it's, it's just been a tough watch the last couple of weeks Ali
3: I guess Darren uh, What's been going through my head is the fact that we are, I guess, in the middle of a Global Cup pandemic and people aren't able to socialise anyway like they would used to. A lot of that must affect everybody. But I imagine starting the season a bit later, everything has changed as to how they would normally start a Premier League season. So that to me would maybe put out there there is change is that
4: a point Darren that you're missing yeah. going on a Saturday no, that's, and a Sunday yeah.
3: that, that's, that's like saying you know, we,
9: you know we can blame things on the plastic pitches everybody started at the same time everybody's under the same conditions but when we play on plastic pitches two th- the two teams are, uh, are playing the game mm-hmm.
6: no I'd, I'd agree I'd agree with that point yeah no I don't yeah. think and I don't think anyone in Celtic's restaurant would argue that they've They've a disadvantage, if anything. They've an advantage because they've better facilities than other clubs. I don't mm. think that... I agree, the pandemic's a, a massive issue for every club. Um, but yeah, I agree, it's a level playing field.
5: Darren, yep. Sorry, Paul. So, yeah, the, the one thing that Celtic will certainly miss more than anyone is the crowd. Yeah. Um, it's a huge advantage yeah. to the bigger clubs. And they missed them against AC kick. Milan. Well, absolutely. And Rangers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get yeah. so much energy. I played in one closed doors game against Atletico Madrid, which we lost at Celtic Park. And, you know, I still feel we'd have won that game had the crowd been there. Yeah. And it's huge mm-hmm. for the bigger clubs. People don't realise how much the, the crowd do for these teams. And to all of a sudden being running, running out in front of empty seats, that must take one heck of an adjustment. Darren, thanks very much for uh, calling You're in on. to Darren day, to Davy Provin, Ali Defoy
4: and me, Paul Cooney. So, big European night. We're only five minutes away from Lille against Celtic and Rangers just over an hour away. Rangers at home to Lech Poznan. We're back after this.
1: The Ball Radio Football Show. Let's
4: go. Go, 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 Well, Celtic have just kicked off five minutes ago. And Darren day. how's it going so far?
6: Yeah, Celtic have, have settled well into the game. They've had a bit of the ball. So, with Lille, there's no been. Any chances of note Yes, But um, certainly a, a decent enough start from them.
5: Davey? Yeah, I mean, I, w- what I think they have to do is they, they've got a yeti up more or less on his own. They have to get bodies up to support him and beyond him at times. I, I don't think he's a lone striker type. I think he needs company. Um, but Darren's right. Celtic have moved the ball well so far. They've, they've settled really, really quickly. What's your prediction for tonight? Just it, to well, recap. I, yep. I, I think Celtic can get a draw here. Right. And I think a draw would be a terrific result against a very good side. Darren?
6: Yeah I'd agree with that these, these are top so I was talking about kind of domestic yep. fixtures Celtic maybe not at full flow and still maybe picked up results tonight if to pick up a result they're going to need to be very very good
4: It's a team who are joint top of the table Davey alongside PSG just one goal behind them
5: Yeah no. I mean they, they've gone with, with the boy they, they paid 30 million euros for the Canadian boy Jonathan David yeah. and they've left their top scorer out the, the Turkish boy so Lee, Neil Lennon will be pleased about that but They've got quality throughout the side, um, and as you said, haven't lost a game in the in the, the French league so far, and, and look as if they're going to give PSG a run for the money this season.
4: Big European night tonight, Darren. You're going to say.
6: I think that was yeah. you summed it up by just saying okay. they've left out the top striker and brought in a thirty million pound striker. So that just <laughs> shows you how decent <laughs> they are.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that tells you the importance of getting a run in Europe, you know, because the the TV money is just not the same for us in Scotland, and we have to compete as high level as possible for as long in Europe
6: yeah for Scotland and for the business sense of the clubs absolutely for the players they just want to do well for themselves and their team but um, absolutely for, for Scotland um, it would be really good to see Celtic and obviously Rangers and then hopefully in the next years Aberdeen, Hibs Motherwell whoever it is that they qualifies and lift the coefficient ratings up
4: Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard about the expectation on his side who are going so well and undefeated for 15 in a row. We
6: can't control if people from
1: the outside want to raise the bar and raise expectation and and talk well. We need to just focus on our job in hand and that's to win as many football matches as we can. It's my job to guard, protect the players in the squad from the noise from the outside, whether it be positive, whether it be uh, negative, because we all know where we're playing football, we all know what type of reaction we get from game to game, from result to result. So it's my job to make sure the team stay in this place, stay hungry, uh, stay humble and uh, guard from complacency. And we just attack each game individually and give it our best shot.
5: Davy, there's that word again, humble. Yeah, I mean, he's he's trying to keep feet in the ground. What he doesn't want on the back of the old firm when, you know, his players getting carried away. Maybe that's what happened last season and it all went wrong for Steven Gerrard but he's uh, but you're right talking about humility immediately after the Old Firm game w- was a sign that you know nobody's going to get carried away so far Darren, no
4: change on Lille against celtic no
6: nothing nothing of note um both teams feeling each other out still but celtic have have definitely settled well into the game agree with davy that Ayeti needs support up to him I think they need to make a few passes when they win the ball back, and to allow players to get forward rather than trying to break early when you've someone speedy up the top end of the pitch.
5: Go radio football
4: show taking your calls on 0808 1717,700 700 and on the socials alley.
3: Yep, I got football show in the text 87474. Put go at the start of your message.
4: Let's go to Deniston. Jason is on the line. Hi, Jason. Good evening.
7: Good evening, guys. How are you doing?
4: Hi, ah, we're good. Yeah, Thanks well? for calling in.
7: You well. I'm very well, yeah. I was on last so week. And you I were? Are you? Score, so. so you
4: predicted 2 0 for Rangers yeah, last week, yeah.
7: And it came in, so hopefully I can be a good omen and predict another confident result, and, and that'll come in as well. So I'm going for 3 0 tonight. I'm, I'm confident that we'll get a, a victory at Ibrox. 3 0.
4: Stephen Gerrard saying, stay humble, keep the feet in the ground, Jason.
7: <laughs> yeah, listen, mean, I, I, I agree. Um, I actually said it last week when I was yeah. on. and uh, I came on on the, the day after the, yep. the European tie with Barry Ferguson etc and I, I said the exact same things I think that uh, between the supporters the players and obviously the manager saying it in, in an interview that uh, nobody's getting carried away I, I certainly am in but um, if, if we keep going the way that we're going then I, I think we're certainly uh, front runners for the league this season I would say mm-hmm.
4: Anything you want to ask Darren day or Davy Proven? Uh, no I, when,
7: when I was on last week um, i how happy I was with the team mm-hmm. uh, the only thing that I would maybe put towards the panel tonight would be uh, what their thoughts on, on Alfredo Morelos is um, from the outside and from what I'm looking at it's a player that's either lost confidence or has head's elsewhere so I, do, I wanted to put that point towards the panel and see um, what your thoughts on that were Davey
5: well it, it, the, the player is on record as saying he wants to play in a better league I don't think there's any doubt that he he, he wanted a move Um, now that the window's shut they might be able to get his head back in a good place if they can do that they will rediscover the player that he is because there's no doubt he's a a top striker but you know I I do get the idea and I do agree with those those who who reckon his mind is elsewhere right now Darren
6: yeah no listen he's he's a top top player Um, I've seen bits and pieces of Rangers this year Rangers are obviously with the the connection to Liverpool play in a similar kind of style in terms of, out of possession in possession, and I've seen I've seen a little change in, in how he plays. It's similar to Firmino where he drops deeper and the, the kind of wingers make inverted runs. So, I am um, I think and they but obviously a striker is always going to get judged off their numbers. I can't gauge and whether he's he's playing to his full maximum. Um. But Rangers quite clearly aren't suffering from it, so I think the fact I if you had to at the start of the season that that Alfredo Morelos wouldn't be performing to his top level, I would have said Rangers would have struggled. And um, so the fact that they're not is is good omen for them.
4: Jason,
7: yeah, well, I I would agree, and I think that going into this season, um, off the back of last season, we, we were um, relying on goals from Morelos. If he wasn't playing, you were always, you know, wondering where the goals were going to come from, but. Um, on, the, on this season you're looking at the team you're getting goals from you're getting goals from the defence you're getting goals in midfield um, obviously Ruth when he's getting his opportunity he's he's chipping him with some goals as well so um, that that's good news because if it was the same as last season where, where, where we were relying on just one player scoring the goals for us then we, we might not have been in such a you know good position uh, where we are just now
4: so, Hold a second we'll come back to Jason Celtic under pressure there Davey
5: yeah, just a uh, weight of numbers, managing to keep the ball out of the Celtic net there. Um, Leon, loads of players in the penalty box, loads of support, and it's pinball in that penalty area. Unfortunately enough, Celtic see it out eventually. But the first real sign that uh, Leila turn, turning the screw here, starting to turn the screw on Celtic. Darren?
6: Yeah, it was, it was from a corner and Celtic couldn't quite clear it. And there was three shots and goal. Scott Bain makes a decent save and as Davey said, it was, was bouncing around the box and lucky for Celtic, it went out for a goal kick.
4: Jason, are you obviously you're looking for Rangers to win tonight. You think they will win three nil. Um do you want to stay Celtic to stay in the competition as well in the UEFA? Nah,
7: not a chance, no, no. I said I want Celtic to get beat in every competition that they're in. That's that's my mentality, unfortunately. I'm not uh, somebody that voted for them staying in the competition, so I'm I'm all about Rangers doing well, but not so much Celtic. You're not worrying about the coefficient. No, 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 not at all. As long as Rangers are doing well, that's yeah. that's me a happy man.
4: And uh, a final word what about that goal from Roof last year Uh, last week nobody would have predicted that.
7: Oh brilliant Uh, when I I was sat watching it in the house as soon as the as soon as the ball left his foot uh, you could see that he had had struck it very cleanly Um, whether or not I knew at that point it was going to go in but seeing the ball hit the back of the net it it was a phenomenal goal and I would, uh, I would take one of them tonight for sure, but whether we can do it two weeks on the bounce is, uh, is probably unlikely, but we'll, we'll, we'll see.
4: Rob McLean will be back with us shortly. He's doing the match tonight for us and for BT Sport. Stephen Gerrard's been speaking about uh, this evening. He's got so many players to choose from. What about Hadji?
1: Giannis is in a good place. Uh, I think he's really settled here now in Glasgow. We, we wanted him in here full-time uh, in the summer because we could see that quality, we could see that ability. He's certainly someone who we see who can open the door. You know, in the past, we've had uh, certain games and certain phases throughout our, our journey where we found it hard to break teams down. Um, and he is one tool in our armoury that is very effective and has been since the beginning of the season. In, in, in terms of tomorrow, uh, I won't be giving anything away in terms of the 11 I'll decide to play, but Giannis Hage certainly in a good
4: place. David, just going away from Rangers for a moment, Celtic uh, under pressure?
5: Yeah, a free kick... Um... Probably 22, 23 yards out for Lille at the moment. Um, Scott Bain just trying to get his his wall organised, trying to get a bit of height in that wall. Ayer and Sham, Duffy in the wall. The the problem for the goalkeeper here is he probably won't see the ball being struck. It's dead centre and there are so many in the wall. Lille have piled players in there as well. So, you know, Scott Bain is going to see this very, very late if it comes through. Darren, tough to defend that free kick in that position.
6: Yeah it is, yeah. And and Leal are, are making it more complicated by putting men in the wall. They've three lined up in front of Celtic's four man wall. So he's about to strike it here.
4: And it's, it's uh, panned away palmed by Scott Payne. Yeah. yeah.
6: Uh, It it all came from uh, Celtic were on the back foot kind of defending a little bit deep ball kick played through and and Duffy went to ground and he he was claiming he won the ball which he probably did but in this uh, modern day going to ground you're always susceptible to giving away free kicks
4: So corner again for Lille at the other side and uh, is that going to be a goal kick? Keeper did well just did
5: the right thing Davy pamming it away I think it was comfortable there wasn't enough pace on the free kick to to give him a a problem at all and he did the right thing he got it behind and it gave Celtic a chance to to get organised for the set-piece and and they now have a goal kick. Still nil nil. 16 minutes gone. And Jason, before you go,
4: six points in it. Um, Rangers played one more game than Celtic and you obviously feel they will keep this going. The consistency will stay with them.
7: Yes, I, I, I fully believe that. Um, that like, I, there's just a different feel about the Rangers team just now. I think they've learnt their lessons after um, last year. I know it's spoke about you know, quite often the, the old firm game in December, but um, I think a lot of players... Um, within that team that were involved um, in that game last season Um, and obviously after the winter break uh, know what's at stake this year and um, I'm I'm pretty confident we're not going to make the same mistakes so get a win tonight, big game on Sunday at Kilmarnock which um, has been the downfall of uh, a number of our our drop points over the past two three seasons so we need to try and get a result there as well and uh, if we can get a result tonight and on Sunday we'll, we'll kick on from there I'm sure
5: Davey, the plastic pitch. Well, I I think it's important, you know, if Rangers are going to win the title this year, it's important that they can go and get the Kilmarnock monkey off their back, if you like, because, you know, they've suffered badly when they came back from Dubai last season. They they lost at Kilmarnock. And, you know, I think the doubt started to to grow after that. Um, If if they go there and, and win at the weekend, and, you know, bearing in mind that Celtic are on Scottish Cup duty, Rangers could really stretch their lead. It would be huge for them. Darren?
6: Yeah, I think I think partly watching Rangers, you'd admire them out of possession the way they are. I think sometimes they struggle when a team bypass everything and just put balls forward and and plastic pitches, and you're dealing with and it's not the kind of stereotypical perfect game of football. Um, so if they're wanting to obviously win a league, these are whether we moan about them or not, they're here, they're in, they're in the league, and and you're going to have to win at these places if you want
7: to win a league. Ali.
3: Jason, I was watching the game on Sunday actually, and I saw Jermaine Defoe's goal, which I thought was spectacular. What did you think about it?
7: It's what he's done for for years. He's done it at the highest level. Um, obviously, he's um, one of the more senior players in that Rangers team, but um, you can still rely on him when he's called upon to to score goals like that. He's a he's a top quality finisher, so I wasn't surprised when when Tars put the ball in that he that he, you know never even hesitated just to take a touch. It was just the first time, and and the keeper had no chance. So. Um again, that's what you mean done for for years and um hopefully if we can um get him back on another contract for next year, he'll, he'll continue it for us
4: at the age of what 13, 8, 39 now he's a class actor yeah three hundred goals
7: yeah
6: I, I've played against him a few times, and he's a player that I don't want to say he does little outside the box because he's clearly a top level striker but he's someone within 25 yards a goal you have to know it, where he is at all times and his finish at the weekend was sublime um, and quite clearly he's done it 300 times so he must be <laughs> he must be alright And a bad <laughs> played against him he's a player that can kind of lull you into a false sense of security a little bit but around the box he's as good as anyone
5: Celtic have the ball in the back of the net Davey but the flag's up Fl- flag's up against Albion or there who thought he'd put Celtic ahead M- must have been a pretty tight decision just looking at a, a replay here now, nah, he's he's, he's a yard off, I and mean, I think you could argue that he could have got himself back level before the, the ball's played. But that encourages Celtic?
6: Yeah, of course, um, yeah, of course. They've, they've, uh, El has come in off the line, which he, he does all the time, received the ball and, and slipped it through to Aieti, but he's quite clearly a yard offside.
5: Won't do them any harm, the confidence, Davy. No, the one thing we know about the boy can finish. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hate going back to, to two clubs ago and when he was at uh, Basel, but his numbers were terrific. The the boy's a natural finisher. I, I'm not sure that, that he can play up front on his own. Uh, I, th- I think he should play in a partnership. But, um, you know, there again, I don't know whether he heard the whistle, but he, but he stuck it past the goalkeeper again. Quite clinical.
6: Yeah, he is. And I, I would have no idea his uh, shot to goal conversion rate, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty high for Celtic. He's not had millions of chances and he scored in most games. He's quite clearly a finisher and probably... I wouldn't put him in the bracket just yet if Jermaine Defoe with similar player that doesn't want to get involved but around the box looks looks lethal.
4: Back in the ball again and cham through to Ayeti. Laxal plays it in. It's played back
5: down the left here. David, good spell of pressure yeah, for Celtic. Again, yeah, again, plenty of bodies forward in support of Ayeti as well, which I think is important. Uh, Celtic just taking a breather at the moment, recycling the ball. Um, but Lille have managed to get numbers back goal side now and allowing Celtic to play in front of them. 20 minutes gone, it's lille nil, celtic nil, And as we said earlier, they're uh,
4: levelling points at the top of uh, League 1 with uh, PSG. And that's,
5: uh, that's no mean feat. As Celtic come forward again in Cham, we're seeing more of him tonight, Davy. I, I think he's a terrific player. I mean, he's, he's getting stick at the moment I think a lot of people because of his you know his demeanour on the pitch some people think he's not giving it every ounce I don't believe that for a minute and I, I do think he is a very accomplished footballer Darren
6: yeah I could I could go on a rant about this it's something I learned. no it's something I learned playing abroad in different countries was I used to be that guy that thought Olivia and Champ didn't give us all because of his demeanour and his body language He's a completely from a different culture, a different background. He's brought up in a different way. He's a top, top footballer. Um, and I used to be the same because I was the guy going around screaming and running around at 100 <laughs> miles an hour trying to headbutt goalposts. I wanted everyone to do it. <laughs> but no, it, listen, that's it's it's Davy spot on. It's 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 his way, and it's it's a fantastic way. He's a brilliant footballer. Um, and he certainly will be given everything he's got.
4: You got a yellow card though. Yeah, a moment ago. Is that the yellow card, Davy? Yeah, it's yep.
5: just just got to be careful, I man. The the, the referee. Standards are different all over the the continent, and you know it it means he's got what. Many minutes left seven, in this seven. seventy, yep. almost seventy minutes, in which he can't afford to miss time a tackle. But he's, he's a bright boy; he'll stay on his feet, you know, every every chance he gets.
4: Still nil nil. Jason, thanks for your call earlier, and uh, we were speaking about Jermaine Defoe. I don't think he's even in for Europe this season for Rangers. They're going to rest him, but Davy, a great player, to still have there for the league campaign.
5: Well, the the, the goal at the weekend yeah. was was just yeah. so, such a difficult technique when the ball is coming over your shoulder and he just passed it into the net it was a fabulous piece of technique and I know that um, the lad Roof was getting all the headlines and rightly so but uh, in terms of technique the Defoe's goal was up alongside it
4: Well Barry Ferguson in the studio on Monday was saying well, that's an amazing goal just the, the technique is, as Davey's saying Darren
6: I think I think as a defender you think as that ball's travelling over your head I need to I'm going to get a chance at it the fact that he, he took it um, first time was was absolutely brilliant Um and I think, I think as a signing, he will add obviously a lot on the pitch, but I think he's obviously a top professional to play at the level he has for as long as he has. And I know from people that he played over in Toronto, he's a top, top professional, um, looks after his body brilliantly well. So he'll be a good influence off the pitch as well.
5: Well, it's a great influence for the young players, Davy. Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't get a better example, could you? Um, what a career, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, started at West Ham, is that right? Um, Tottenham, Tottenham, After that, yeah. Sunderland, Portsmouth. Yeah. Portsmouth played for yeah. Harry Redknapp, didn't they? He, did uh, oh, Harry loved him. Loves yeah, well, yeah. wouldn't play him for Spurs, but I wouldn't yeah. leave him out for Portsmouth. It was a strange one, but uh, again, we're talking about strikers. Are judged by their numbers, and and the the fours are up there with the very best. Are you watching the Tottenham program?
4: I haven't seen oh, it on Amazon. This yeah. on. Darren, have you watched it? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. It, yeah. it's great, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm it's great, great it, yeah.
6: insight to any insight into yeah. an elite level All sports, and obviously football uh, is great. How much of it's edited and stuff is yeah. is another thing. It's obviously sold in a certain way, but it's it's something um, you can't help but watch.
4: Players. We were saying at the start of the programme who are some of the best players you've played alongside or played against. Just just best. You, yeah, best you've played against.
6: Uh I played against Kaka in wow. his prime, yeah. um, and he was untouchable. He was impossible to get near. Yeah. He would drift into spaces you didn't want to go and when you went in there, he would leave you for dead. Um, Is that
5: the one that went yeah. to extra time? Is yeah, he yeah. yeah. did well. And he ran yeah. the
6: length of the pitch.
5: He did, he did. Yeah. He held Neil Lennon off and I don't know where he found the, the energy to get into the box.
6: He held Neil Lennon off for about two seconds and then he was away and you we weren't getting <laughs> back at him. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he it was, it was in extra time in the San Siro. So he yeah. was, but he was top, top notch. Um, probably the most difficult opponent was Nicholas and Elke. Um He's talking about demeanour. Walked about for the whole game yeah. and he lulled me into walking about and he just <laughs> took
4: off. Here comes Celtic. Celtic. Oh, what missed. a chance there for a Yeti crossed in by Christie and a Yeti blasted it over the bar.
6: Yeah, it's got slipped down the side for El He's cut it back and we're just talking how clinical a Yeti is, which he normally is, off his left foot and has just lifted it too high over the bar.
5: He's got to score. Yeah. Simple as that. He has to score because he, w- he probably won't get a better chance, a cleaner chance tonight. It's a great setup for him. Has to score. 25 minutes gone that was a great chance for Celtic but still nil-nil making a game of it Davy. Yeah, yeah absolutely Yeah, I, I, you know I said earlier on Paul sometimes I think that in Europe Celtic are a better side away from home uh, you know where they, they can sit in they're, they're not obliged to go and chase the game and make the game as they are domestically we're back with more The Go Radio Football Show next The Goal Radio
2: Football Show Let's go
4: as we said, Celtic are now one up against Lille. Elia nusi we're just seeing it again, Darren day. Yes,
2: yeah,
6: an absolutely brilliant finish. The Celtic press high, Lille uh, right back takes a heavy touch and Elian Nusi drives into the pitch and you're, you're kind of willing him to pass it to Olivier Incham who's in front of him and he just drives into the centre of the box or say the box just outside the box and guides it unbelievably well. And it's keepers no chance.
5: Davy Proven. Yeah, a fabulous strike. And like Darren, you know when he's when he's got the ball at his feet and he's running at their back four. I'm, I'm thinking to oh, me, oh it's two? <laughs> it's <just> two. <laughs> two nil Celtic.
6: Eljanusi again. <laughs> Frimpong has just made his way down the right, <laughs> cut it across the goal, and Eljanusi has driven it into
5: the far post. Two nil. Davy. Well, terrific, we you know we talked to Neil Lennon trying to contain a smile, close-up of Neil Lennon on the bench, can't quite believe it, what a start from Celtic, it's no more than they deserve because before Elianusi scored his first goal, Ayetis had a great chance at the back post, couldn't, couldn't get over the ball and get a header onto the target, but Frimpong has just played a beautiful ball into the front post, Elianusi their first, one touch enough, uh, and Celtic comfortable. Frimpong picked him out, didn't he Darren?
6: Yeah, he did. Uh, Ayeti made, made his way into the middle as if it was going to be crossed and defenders made their way, as they naturally do, back to the, towards the goal. Elianusi makes a run towards uh, f- the front, comes around, and it's a great pick out from Frimpong and it's a great finish from Elianusi.
4: Did someone once say, it's a funny old game football, Davey?
5: Well, yeah. you know, it's remarkable. Neil Lennon won't be counting his chickens, no. but he could not have asked for a, a, a better start in terms of the result, but also performance-wise. You know, Celtic settled into the game, as Dan said, really, really quickly and haven't looked back.
4: What do they do now, Darren? What's the what's the message? Do they, they hold?
6: Uh I, I think naturally as players they'll play till the same ha- half time. You'll you'll you might see a difference. It's just natural. I think if Celtic can hopefully go in at 2 0 up, um I don't think they'll naturally or they will actually consciously change anything, but naturally you'll you'll start dropping back towards your goal to try to protect what you've got. But certainly at the minute if anything Celtic looked like they could go and get another one because they were creating chances before the the, the two goals they've scored.
5: And I, I think if Celtic introduced a bit of pace in the second half because they'll have to go and chase the game now. They're going to have to try and close the game up, play high and there could be a bit of space there for the likes of Lee Griffiths uh, or Edward to get into. Just over half an hour
4: gone, so that was two goals there in three minutes. Elianoussi, so uh, a great start for Celtic in northern France tonight. Rangers are playing in 90 minutes from now against Lech Posen, and this could be, well, it's too early to say, but let's hope for a great double night for the Glasgow team. Celtic and Lille, you've been impressed by them so far. 32 minutes gone.
6: Yeah, and and we've spent probably an hour on the show talking about the pressure they're under and, and the scrutiny they're under. So it's even more impressive that they've settled into away from home against a very, very good Leal team. Who are, by the way, as as Davy have said, there's there's no there's no end to this game yet. This is very much a game in the balance. But in terms of starts, Neil Lennon couldn't ask any more from the players.
4: And Davy, you did say in the, you know the first hour about Neil Lennon's record in Europe.
5: Yeah, well, listen. Recently, it's not been very good. That's no, for sure. But, but you know, p- he, he took the yeah. biggest scalp of all against Barcelona what yep. the point I made was that the Champions League qualifiers are games that he will regret you know given given the money that's at stake that he should have won but you know you, you can't knock what he's done in the Europa League you know t- tonight is as good a performance as I've seen from Celtic away from home in Europe for a long time Well some of the fans Ali coming on the socials and they're texting us and calling us
3: Absolutely at Go cool Football Show jump on there get into the DMs if you haven't already Eight seven four seven four. put go at the start of your text message of course that phone number 0808 17 700 maybe you want to talk about the goals or maybe you just want to talk about the Rangers game coming up or maybe you've got something else in your mind let us
4: know 2-0 for Celtic with 35 minutes gone it was uh, the headlines today Davy are worrying about uh, Dundee United a 20% pay cut being asked for the players and others it was being discussed today and this won't be the first or the last in Scotland Well,
5: I, I think the, the worrying uh, comment of all was from the the owner Mark Augren where yep. he said that I I don't have unlimited funds. Now that that was stood out a mile for me. What he's basically saying is there is only so much money I can put into this football club. The club effectively is bleeding to death at the moment. And listen, they're not on their own. You know this is a picture that's reflected all over Scotland, none more so than it, than at Celtic when you look at their financial figures this week. So you wonder without government help. Um, you know, if, if there is no help coming from central government, just where the Scottish game is going to end up?
4: Because Darren, there's no sign of fans coming back anytime soon. We know we had limited uh, pilots at Aberdeen and Ross County, but there's no sign of it elsewhere.
6: No, there's not. And by all accounts, it doesn't seem It seems like we're going, we're we're regressing. We're going back into lockdown rather than come more out of it. And um, so I think clubs need to actually get their head round that that this is going to be potentially for the rest of the season who knows even beyond um, and it's, it's a very scary time for clubs really really scary time Is
4: there a danger David that players take the brunt of this that you know it's popular to think oh players get loads of money but it's probably not the case in Scotland yeah,
5: but I, I do think the players are going to be the victims in all of this Paul because um, you know if they don't take savage wage cuts you know the, the clubs will go out of business mm-hmm. you know it's money in and money out and there's no money coming in right now Ali?
3: Yeah, it's just a wee thought I had actually. Ross County have put forward for 750 fans for the Livy game and they're awaiting permission on that at the moment. So you never know.
5: Yeah, I mean, with all the... It's probably not going to happen just now, but... um, I think think there's Ross County have a decent chance. I think they're in tier one of the lockdown restrictions. I think they're category one, which means that there might be a better chance of them being allowed supporters in and hopefully... That would be the thin end of the wedge. I and think. Roy McGregor,
4: he joined us a few weeks ago. The, yeah. you know, the chairman there, and he's, he's so well organised. That would be great news because Man United are talking about twenty-three and a half thousand people getting into Old Trafford in the not too distant future. Obviously, Manchester is also in a really tough position with this virus, which is we want to keep everybody safe. As Celtic two up are, I've uh, been on the attack again, Darren.
6: Yeah, another ball in again from the right. Celtic doing a lot of attacking from the right, and El which he always does, makes his way into the box. It's a good ball in and he's he's just outstretched for a, a header that he can't quite guard near the goal, but again, positive signs for Celtic that they're not letting up in terms of creating chances.
4: Decent chance, Davey?
5: Yeah, yeah, it's a decent chance. Celtic had maybe three or four decent chances, scored two and I think the encouraging thing for for Neil Lennon, you know, at a time where his, his back four are being battered um, in public, I don't think he uh, have what you would call a real clean chance so far. A couple of dangerous uh, set pieces, but not creating anything from open play. Early days,
4: Davy, but it could it be a turning point? I mean, they've lacked confidence. They looked better in the second half against AC Milan. They had some good spells uh, on Sunday. Sure, they lost three goals, uh, but this would, uh, could this be remarkable. Would be a, yeah,
5: I mean, yeah. If, if Celtic can win this game, this, this would be a major uh, turning point for them. It's exactly what they would need
4: but European football is so tough isn't it and you have to still early days Darren you were going to say yeah I'm, a, yeah.
6: I'm obviously frightened to say but you sure. look at last week and you think how bad a week it was for the club and the scrutiny they could potentially at the minute they're tuning up at Lille and have a Scottish semi-final at the weekend that is Celtic in a nutshell yeah. you could go from qualifying for a, a final winning a big uh, game away from home I'm just looking I think penalty the referee's given a penalty Lille. yeah
4: given um, a pen penalty McGregor not happy about it speaking to the referee yeah, Duffy, Shane Duffy's is yeah.
6: clipped uh, the ball's just slipped down the side Shane Duffy's made his way across and he's I think kind of croifed it back yeah and Shane Duffy arguably ah. it's soft but he's maybe clipped his heel this angle tells tell us better uh, he's kicked the back of the boy's left heel and it's enough for any player to go down
5: I, I, I think it's a needless challenge that Shane Duffy's made he just needs to show the boy the outside and I, I don't know why he's committed to it good fate from Jonathan David but you know, it's another one for Shane Duffy. Um, I'll go back and I've got to hold my hands up. And you know, I, I thought it would have been a top, top signing for Celtic, but it's not working for him so far. Who's going to take it, Davey? Can we, uh, we'll, we'll know in a moment or two.
4: For Leo, it's a chance for them to come back in. Nearly 40 minutes played. Celtic are two up, a double from Elianoussi. But Leo with the chance to pull one back five minutes before half-time. Strikes some and It's saved. It's saved by Scott Bain.
5: Yeah, Jonathan David the, the 30 million euro signing uh, Canadian boy took the penalty Scott Bain went early to his left and and he saved it
6: well, I played with Bainy and he never saved one of my penalties so that means I'm <laughs> a 30 million pound footballer <laughs> now, that's a great save from Scott Bain a massive moment in the game obviously Celtic in such such a good feeling about us. they've obviously conceded a penalty but Scott Bain comes up trumps and fair play to him
4: wow and um, you know bark ass out he's on the bench today, but uh, Scott Bain that's a really good save.
5: You could argue that Scott Bain had a pretty rough deal. I mean, if my memory serves me correctly, Scott Bain was thrown into an old firm game by Brendan Rogers, was he not? And he yeah, ex- yeah. Excelled and had a really good run in the team, and then found himself out of the side to Craig Gordon, uh, Fraser Forster, and he's come back in again, and he's done the business. He saved it with his his right leg this this penalty. But I'll tell you what, they all count. On Go Radio Football Show last
4: week, David, you were saying we got lots of comments on the socials about why didn't Celtic sign David Marshall in the summer when he was a free transfer?
5: Well, you know, against spending £5 million on a goalkeeper, and that's money that could have gone elsewhere, obviously. I just didn't see the logic in in paying £5 million for for Barca's when David Marshall was a free transfer and would probably have walked to Celtic Park to sign. Could have been a half-chance there for Celtic at the other end. Uh, a bit of a mix-up with the goalkeeper.
6: Yeah, Lille, uh, just the defender, just absolutely sliced the clearance right up into the air, but they tidied it up well. Um, but Celtic, Celtic, it's, it's interesting to watch them. They're sitting deep, but when they win the ball back, they do look dangerous going forward. They're getting men forward, and Elianousi's been a big p- part in support to um so I, I'm sure Neil Lennon now will be just desperate to get them in a the half-time, settle things down and, and, and get them going for the second half again.
4: That's Darren and Dee with David Provin, with me, Paul Cooney and Ali Defoy here on the Go Radio Football Show, Glasgow's new station in Glasgow Zone and you can call us on 0808 17, 17 700 and we're on the socials as well and text coming in.
3: Yep, at go Football Show 87474 but go at the start of your message and our DMs are open on the socials. There's been some interesting comments so I'll bring some of them up later.
4: OK, a free kick Celtic will have to watch here, Darren.
6: Yeah, it was out wide again. Again, it's, I suppose, modern day. Scott Brown tries to make a challenge. It looks soft but I think you, you always give uh, opponents a chance to go to ground. The referee's given a free kick kind of off to the, the right of Celtic's box. Um it looks like it's a left footer so it won't be a shot and goal. Um, it's one that'll need to defend.
4: Davey, a few moments ago we saw almost a smile, as you said, from Neil Lennon and uh, here he's just watching intently to see yeah, what I mean, happens.
5: He's, he's been waiting all season on this type of performance. Uh, Paul, I mean, we've only gone 42 minutes so there's a lot of football left in the game but they couldn't have given him any more than they have so far. Free kick coming in from the left and uh, again it's the foot of Scott Bain that clears it for Celtic. Good save because... um. Uh, he's obviously going to be wary Scott Bain of a runner to the front post Oh Lille have just hit the bar Scott Bain's come out spilled one and on the half folly one of their defenders has, has just hit the crossbar Darren
6: your yeah, ball's come in really flat and to be fair there's two Celtic defenders I think it's, it's Scott Brown and Iyer that are both there and could header it but they've quite clearly just trusted the shout but Scott Bain's just spilled it and luckily for him it's clipped the top Uh, Leal defenders has had a striking goal empty goal and clipped the top of the bar over Celtic have got away with a couple of of risky moments there the last two minutes so as I said I'm sure Neil Lennon now more than ever is desperate to get through to half time without conceding
4: yeah, 90 seconds to go to half time stay with us you'll miss none of the action Celtic are two up a double from elionusi in 28 minutes and then in the half hour mark and Celtic then conceded a penalty it did look a bit soft or are we looking through Scottish eyes Davey? Are we it was uh is Shane Duffy just in the just inside the box no, I, I, yeah. I think he's clipped, I he think clipped, he's clipped Jonathan
5: right. yeah. David um, I think it's the right decision and I, I just don't think it's a, a challenge that, that, that Shane has to make and David's been trying to get his uh,
4: first goal this season um, but he didn't get it from the penalty spot saved at the foot of Scott Bain so a minute to go till half time too early to say let, let's not go to the, the half time summary just yet but uh, Davy, you, you must Dave, Le, Neil Lennon will be really really Gratified yeah, by the first half. I
5: also think the the game is is becoming tailor made for Lee Griffiths as well, um, because Celtic will will probably probably take a step back in the second half. You know, it's instinctive to to try and hold what you have, and they'll need someone to stretch the game for them. Lee Griffiths would be ideal for a good 45 minutes.
4: Darren, good to have him on the bench and bring him off it soon.
6: Yeah, and absolutely, he's the maybe the opposite to Ayety in terms of uh, Ayety plays, was back to play, and, and tries to pin people a little bit. Griffiths is is never in fronty. He's always on your shoulder, looking to get in behind. And quite clearly, if if the kind of end of the first half is ending to go by, which it's just touched half time, that Celtic are sitting deep, um, having that speed of league, Griffiths playing off the shoulder might play play um into Celtic's hands.
5: Davy, that's half time. As Darren says, uh, two nil Celtic. Yeah, uh, the best forty five minutes by a mile that Neil Lennon has had from his his players all season. And, and it's worth repeating that this is a very very good side they're playing against. So. You know, ten out of ten to to Neil Lennon's players in the, in this first half. They they haven't put a foot wrong so far. Elionissey, twenty eight minutes and thirty two minutes here
4: in the Go Radio Football Show. So far, so good. We'll preview Rangers with Rob McLean just after these.
1: The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. go, go.
4: Half time scoreline, line: 0, Celtic two. Darren a day. Not many thought that would be the position at the moment.
6: No, I don't think so. I think realistically Celtic would have would have taken just a good performance and, and maybe gone in nil all and, and, and taken it from there. But they've created numerous opportunities. It's not been a snatch and grab. They've defended well when they've had to, but they've created, I think Three or four cut chances. Uh, Albion Aieti certainly should have had one off his left foot earlier on before they scored the first. Um, but well worth their 2-0 lead at the minute.
4: And in a moment, you're going to tell us who was your scariest player you played against. It was Doug Rugby in the case of Davy Proven. We're going to Ibrox in a moment. But first, Neil Lennon was speaking about the man that we think will come on at some point in the second half, Lee Griffiths.
0: No, it's not a question of repaying. You know, we were disappointed with you know the, the condition he came back in. And he's now back and you know he's contributing with the impact he's making in games and we know what a player he is and what a goal scorer he is we're very very pleased he doesn't need to repay me anything he just needs to do his role you know really well like he does year in year out you know we've missed him he misses personality at times he's he's a brilliant finisher i think he'll have an impact this season again he'll have a say in a lot of the games just like he did at the weekend davy well, be he let both himself and the club down, coming back
5: out of condition. Unforgivable for a professional footballer, even more so given the I think the the support that Celtic gave him through his health problems. But you only have to look at the goal he scored at Aberdeen last week to see his worth to, to Celtic and if they can get him back up to speed, and get his head right, get his fitness right. Um, you know, he could he, he could be the difference between Celtic winning the title and not. Darren?
6: Yeah, he, last year he obviously forged the partnership with Edward in the second part of the season. That was was unstoppable. Um, so listen, yeah, he's had a, a setback. He's taken it, and it's imperative he gets fit because Davy's be spot on. He could be the difference. He's uh, the Saint Johnson game when he comes off the bench. Celtic don't look like scoring, but when I'm watching the game, I think he's going to get a chance. I don't know how he's going to get a chance because Celtic aren't creating them. Mm. But Lee Griffiths always seems to get chances, and he's clinical when he gets them. So goal scorers that's why they earn the money they do um, so he could be invaluable for them
4: David, as you know we've got the new voice of football Rob McLean with us here in the Go yes. Radio <laughs> Football Show hey <laughs> <laughs> let's go live to Ibrooks. voice you're on who was the, who was the last one again well, which, oh, there's a few of them Wanted it was Jeremy Knee Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, he was the voice good morning <laughs>
8: <But> <laughs> oh, yes. it,
4: any team news Rob
8: yeah we have got the, the Rangers team and uh, Kemal Roof who scored that uh, wonder goal um, in Belgium, last Thursday night starts tonight for Rangers and he's going to start playing through the middle as well. So there's no Alfredo Morelos in the starting line So Rangers fans uh, waiting for the team news. Uh, will be, well, surprised because Alfredo Morelos has been a constant part of uh, the Rangers lineup in European football. That amazing performance of six goals in six group games. Uh, last season uh, he's been a stick-on really for that central striking position but he hasn't scored in the last half dozen he's out uh, and Roof who uh, pretty much raised the roof didn't he with that goal against standard Liege he will play through the middle with uh, with Haji and Kent on either side in terms of the attacking formation the other uh, big choice for Steven Gerrard was in midfield where Steven Davis gets the nod over Ryan Jack uh, Joe Arebo will be among the subs as well So it's Davis-Kamara and Arfield. So the full Rangers team with uh, Leon Balogun returning to central defence. So Philip Hilander uh, drops out. He played at the weekend. It's McGregor and goals. Tavir, Goldson, Balogun, Varisic. The midfield trio, Davis-Kamara, Arfield, uh, Hadji and Kent, either side of main striker Kemar Roof. That is the Rangers' lineup tonight. Davey, really strong.
5: Yeah, just... Surprised that Morellas doesn't mm-hmm. start. Um, you know, I know Roof did really well against Standard Liège, but, you know, Morellas has been the talisman in Europe. And it, I've got to say, I'm surprised he's been left out. Darren?
6: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with, with exactly what Dave said. I think if he had said to me at the start of the season, Rangers would be going into games with their strongest team and Morellas wasn't in it, I would have found it very, very strange. But I suppose that is the, the level of performance some of their players are putting in. And I think it's a good thing that. That he's now not part of the strongest, or not so reliant
4: on just one player. Rob, we you know two months ago you could never have imagined this conversation that Morellas would be dropped, especially in Europe.
8: Yeah, well, I mean, when, when we when we were speaking right at the at the top of the show or early early in the show, I mean, I, you know, I was talking about Roof Woody. You know, would he feel the pressure coming off the bench again tonight of doing what he did in, in Belgium? Because I didn't think uh, there, w- there was a chance of him starting tonight. So, so I'm very much surprised about that. I'm very, much, I'm very surprised. I thought uh, Bango's my prediction about Morel is getting back in, in among the goals tonight, although he could do still off the bench. Uh, but my prediction for Celtic is going horribly wrong. So maybe uh, my forecast for the Rangers game is, is equally accurate or not as the case may be. But it, it, it's a big decision, but, but he's got lots to, to choose from. Uh, Kemal Roof is on a high. He offers something different. And, and maybe this is going to surprise Lech Poznan tonight as well. It, this is not what they would have been expecting. But uh, but Rangers have got lots to, to choose from at the moment, and Morales could still play his part.
4: And Rob, you're hearing, obviously listening to the programme, what about Celtic tonight? Two up at half-time in Lille.
8: Yeah, fantastic. I mean, uh, I mean know you see uh, you know, he's been a frustrating figure, hasn't he, to, to Celtic fans because everyone knows the ability he has. He just doesn't show it often enough. But two absolutely sublime finishes from him. The first one guided in. The goalkeeper couldn't move. It was, it was bent around him. And then that lovely touch on the end of the cutback to, to score number two. Um, I, I don't think many people would have seen this coming tonight, but uh, I think we can maybe cancel the crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: we did wonder at the penalty incident, but uh, Scott Bain did well to save it. We're just seeing that again here uh, on the uh, pictures coming in. But uh, Bain's done really well, Darren.
6: Bain's done really well. Sorry, I'm just watching the yep. back there. It, it is. It is a a foul because Duffy clips the ankles of of the attacker. It, am I saying this? It looked outside the box. The so initial it, yeah. contact.
5: Yeah, it does. It, um, does. it looks yeah.
6: Yeah. well out. So so Celtic. Um, i might feel aggrieved if I had it gone in the back of the net, but absolutely, Scott Bain makes a good save. The the guy goes tries to go down the middle, Jonathan Davis and and Bain he gets a, his right leg to
0: it.
4: Davey, what will uh, Rob you think be commentating on tonight? What do Rangers have to look out for? Uh, they're the firm favourites tonight. Is that a danger, a
0: threat?
5: Um, not really sure, but I mean they lost four against Benfica, yep. left posing. So yep. you know, obviously Rangers can get at this side. Um, although they they scored two. Yeah, uh, in the coaches, same game so Rangers will have to keep the back door shot. but given given Rangers' record in, in Europe um, you'd have to fancy them at home
4: And Rangers, so many players on form, Rob
8: Yeah, I think it's got to be front foot hasn't it for Rangers tonight and, I, and I'm sure that's what we'll see right from the start looking to dominate the game and, and take control of it early on get uh, get a goal or two in front and then, and then dictate from there um, I mean Yes. I mean, Lech Poznan, they've got a good striker. He, he scored their goals uh, against Benfica, as I said last week. Ishak is his name. Um, he's got nine in 13 appearances for them since signing. So he's had, he's had a big impact, but, but he needs supply. And that means that Lech Poznan have to get a grip of the game in the midfield. That, that's where Rangers are strongest. Uh, they've, got, they've got Davis uh, and Arfield and Glenn Kamara. Uh, who is, I think we can safely say, £50,000 well spent. Uh, I mean, he's is hes he been attracting a lot of admirers uh, from down south uh, because of the way he's played. Rangers want to get him tied up on an extended contract. Um, he is a stick on the start for Steven Gerrard in these European games. I expect Rangers to, to take charge of this tonight and get another three points on the board.
4: Glenn Kamara, a player you know really well.
6: Yeah, he came in and trained with Dundee. And I think it was after about ten minutes watching him, I was thinking, why is he training with Dundee? <laughs> um, we, we obviously signed him. Neil McCann signed him. Yeah. He was a fantastic player, and I think true or for lucky for Rangers, Jim McIntyre came in and he wasn't quite what Jim wanted. Um, and we were going through a very difficult time where Jim was wanting a little, maybe a little bit more stability in the middle of the pitch. Certainly, we weren't on the ball very often, which is one of Glenn's strengths. Found himself out of the team and Dundee shifted him on, but. Um, I'm. I have to say, I'm slightly surprised at how well he's done, but I'm not surprised because he was. He's a very, very good player. Um, technically excellent and a fantastic temperament as well.
4: Was he saying the same about you? You know, why are you at Dundee? So, <laughs> no. He, yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. But he was saying, if on the other side, how nah. is he played
4: at that level?
8: <laughs> Rob.
4: Yeah.
8: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was just going to say. I mean, he came through the Arsenal academy, and and I think you can see that uh, he's been really well schooled. From, from an early age. I mean, he's, he's, he's just turning 25. So, I mean, his best football years are ahead of him uh, and Rangers will hope they get a few more years out of him because he, he's top quality.
4: Ali, Rob, stay with us for a second. Rob, I know you're about to go to BT Sport. We want to find out the scariest player, given that we're nearly at Halloween, Darren. Yeah, the I'm... best player, you said, was Kaka. And we, you know, we love that.
6: AC right, I, I don't, I don't, right, I don't have a player because the only time I've ever really been scared in a pitch off players was back in Dublin when I grew up and you were playing in the middle of flats and yeah. you felt that something <laughs> could kick off because yeah. t- to be honest with you, in my day and age, everyone was wearing hair gel and all that. You were, you weren't scared of anyone. The only time I've been scared in a football pitch was playing for Leeds against Millwall, and there was a, an incident in the box. Whatever happened, I was a part of it as I usually was an in incidents and it went out for a corner anyway, and. The crowd, I've never seen a crowd like this. It was as hostile as I've ever seen. And it was the only time I've ever thought, ta- we actually discussed it. The ball came in from the corner anyway, we cleared it out for another corner and the Millwall players were actually saying, can you clear this, lads? get out of here. There was all sorts getting chucked on the pitch. And it's the only time in a, on a pitch I actually thought, this could kick off, I mean, I was feared. So I wouldn't be a player, but certainly Mill was a place that was hostile.
4: Well, Rob, let's hope that's not the scene for you tonight. Just before you go then, your prediction, you think uh, it's going to be Rangers tonight?
8: Yeah, I'm going to having uh, well, looks as if my other predictions gone horribly wrong, but I, yeah. but I, I would say horribly right because uh, hopefully, uh, Celtic are going to get the win they desperately want uh, tonight in France. But I'm going to uh, I'm going to stick to my. Uh, Earlier forecast for the game, I'm going to be commentating on tonight. I'm going for 2 0 Rangers.
4: Yeah, to be fair, you said a draw, which actually they started the evening. I think most people would have taken for Celtic, yeah, and we're not there I'm yet. They're still. still th- take it now, to be honest. Exactly. There's still uh, 45 minutes to go. Rob, thanks very much. You're in the studio with us tomorrow night with Ali, with S- uh, Cy Ferry, and with Barry Ferguson. That's tomorrow night in the programme. Darren, thanks very much for joining us because you believe we're nearly out of time. Davey, thanks so much as well. My pleasure. Let's hope uh, that they can hold on in the second half. You think they can, Davey?
5: Absolutely. I yeah. think Celtic will score again on the counter. Yeah.
4: Well, so a Celtic win and Darren? Yep.
6: I hope Davey's right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thanks very much to everyone who joined us and Ali back with us uh, again tomorrow night. And we'll also be previewing, hopefully, uh, two wins tonight and we'll be talking about the weekend. That's it from us. See you tomorrow at five.
9: The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go.